Welcome to Let's Vibe. On this podcast, we are documenting and celebrating our passion for raves, festivals, and electronic dance music. You will hear interviews and stories from members of the EDM community, giving you an inside perspective on the rave experience. We're talking about the power of music and how it connects us all, bringing people from all walks of life together. Additional information can be found on our website at letsvibemusic.com. I'm your host, Danny Era, and let's get this party started. We've all seen there's a lot of backlash happening, a lot of awareness for what has happened over the past weekend with this, I guess I would say, unfortunate event at Okeechobee. I've heard that it was not just this one singular person, but it hasn't been confirmed that it wasn't just this one singular person. But it raises a lot of questions to what can we do better and who are we supposed to hold accountable? I made a post on my TikTok, Lemon Berry Pashmina on TikTok, that was kind of a meme of what was going on. A lot of people responded with, well, you should take care of yourself. Well, okay, so I need to take care of myself and I need to take care of myself in my day to day. But at what point is where I'm invited to be and the people that invited me to be there are they accountable to what my actions are? Because if you if you buy a trampoline and you invite other kids to come jump on this trampoline and somebody else's child gets hurt, you can get sued for having them on your trampoline. And you're supposed to have some sort of accountability to make sure that if these people are entering space that you provided where they are seemingly, you know, are supposed to be protected, be safe and, and have fun and do their things. Um, but can still be held accountable. Why are we not doing that for festivals? Why are we not doing that for situations that are happening like this? Because this isn't the first time that a death has occurred, and it's not going to be the last time either. I started literally from passing out flyers when I was 15 to managing regional director of promotions for Tomorrow World by the time I was 19. I've worked with IDNT, I've worked with Insomniac, I've worked with Disco Donnie. I've also worked with smaller companies locally back in Columbus, Ohio, where I'm from, here in Texas, where I'm at now, San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, Austin, and a couple of other companies around the country. I've seen from festivals to shows to underground shows, what it takes to put on a show, what it takes to have security, what it takes to keep people safe, whether it's 200 people or 200,000 people. To be honest, every aspect of that needs to be curated to the amount of people that it is. And when you have a small show like 200 people, you have like a good 5 to 12 security. And you have a you have a staff of at least four to five people medically. When I see a big festival like what just happened this weekend with Okeechobee, and I see that they only had one or two big medic tents and spaces for upwards of 30,000 people, What's going on? Because imagine if a medical emergency happened with a group of people at once. Now that whole facility is shut off to the rest of the entire campgrounds and anybody else that might need assistance. My last festival, it wasn't my last festival, but the last festival that I went to that I was aware of the medical tents around me was Disco Donnie's festival, Ubby Dubby in Dallas. And they had a medical facility at, at every spot. So they had one at the main stage. They had one at the backstage. They had one at the middle stage. 
the one at the middle stage was smaller because the middle stage was smaller. The one at the, the main stage was bigger because that's where it's going to be packed. The one at the other stage was bigger because that's where it's going to be packed. But they had places that they could separate and take people away. There was a direct path to get there. There were signs up. When I went to EDC Orlando, which is an insomniac festival, you could see the big pillars of, of what was happening. But I feel like it was so few and far between. Saturday, when I was walking out, I was less than 100 yards away from one of the medical facilities and somebody fell out and people are screaming. There's a pit. There's a huge pit that's probably at least 50 feet wide of people screaming out for medical assistance and people are running to get to the med to, to the med tent and having to fight through the crowd. But there was no awareness. I was still with my group and they were like, yo, just stay with us because I was under the influence as well. Nobody could move through the crowd, but everybody was moving out of the way, knowing that a, a medical emergency was happening. By the time we had walked to the medical facility, there's still, you know, there's people that are like saying, we need to go, we need to go. And those medical assistants are just standing there like, okay, so where do we need to go? Like not having a sense of urgency. I'm not sure of what happened after that, but I feel like there needs to be a raising of awareness. There needs to be a raising of responsibility, not only for ourselves, but for the festival promoters, the people putting it on as well. Because as much as you're going to promote the festival and say, hey, three days of partying and show pictures of girls and show pictures of guys and stages and all these things, why don't we have a walkthrough of welcome to whatever festival, if you need this, hydration stations, if you need this, and walk us through what's going on. Because a map is only going to do so much. And how many times have you wondered where something was because you didn't take a screenshot of the map beforehand and nobody has service? So there's some controversy, right? People are saying, no, there was three med tents. It doesn't matter. On their map, they had one. So if I'm looking for a med tent, you have one one little logo with a, with a med tent. That's where I'm going to think to go. I'm not going to know about your other med tent that may or may not have been there. Same with lifeguards, <laughs> right? It's like the, with the lifeguards, it's like some people saw them, some people didn't. I'm like, well, there's our problem. If 50% of the people I've talked to say that they have not seen a lifeguard, that's an issue. You should know exactly where that person is and how to reach them or which direction to yell or run to in a case of emergency. Everyone wants to go back and forth about, I saw this, I saw that, which is valid because we all go to these events. We all see and experience different things, but here's the problem. Being able to contact that resource when you need it. Right. And then I heard that there was a phone number for the medical facility and you're expecting everyone, every single person to be able to have service when there's 20, 30, 40,000 people. Absolutely not. I was seeing TikToks before people went to Okeechobee that they were like, I have Verizon, so I already know I'm not going to have service. You're camping, so is your phone charged? I'm at a festival, like, I don't give a fuck where my phone is personally. I just interviewed somebody right before this, and she was camping, and they received the flyer that had the hotline phone number on Sunday. So from ground control. So it's like, um, okay. Uh, I like, I didn't need you the first four days. So is that like a solution? Probably not a hundred percent. Be having like a point person or like a concierge liaison in camp is, is sufficient that can radio for, for something not like patrolling or babysitting, but just like, Hey, this is where you go. If you need information or you need assistance, especially at like these massive fucking venues. There's no way to keep an eye on everything and control everything, but having a point of reference or contact would probably be helpful. Absolutely. And I feel like Insomniac does this best at their biggest festival, which they have to, which is EDC Las Vegas, and they have ground control. There's two things that I want to say about ground control. 
One is that ground control is on top of it. They're talking to everyone that's on the ground. They are carrying an excessive amount of water. They're, ma- they're making sure that you're good, even if you look good. People love the people that do ground control love doing ground control, at least their first year <laughs> when they realize what's going on. But the second thing is these people are volunteers. These people are not ready for a medical emergency. These people are not made sure that they are uh, CPR certified. I've been certified in CPR and I've been a lifeguard since I was 14 years old. So this is something that I just have on my own, but it's not something that everybody has. It's not something that we're making sure of. When Insomniac is recruiting, it's not something that's on their checklist of, is this person going to be okay? It's, hey, can you fly down and put yourself up? and get paid $20 an hour and we'll feed you and you can, you know, sleep on the floor or hopefully you brought a tent or something like that. I get spam from all the festivals. I'm like signed up for emails for all that shit and the newsletters. So I was clicking through yesterday and, oh, job opening for Okeechobee. And I'm like, oh, okay, like what the fuck could this be? So it came through from Live Nation and Insomniac and it was for ground control slash like festival attendee person. In the responsibilities, they are required to know how to respond to a medical emergency and assist somebody who is in distress. The only qualifications for that role was customer service experience preferred. <laughs> like preferred. That's it. That's it. Do you and know how to use a walkie-talkie. And $16 an hour, right? Which, like, I, it's okay. Like, we need those people in those jobs. And, like, we, I get it. Please, like, do those jobs. But, like, as Insomniac, have some fucking standards. Narcan, CPR, like, basic first aid. That could be just the minimum. So it, it was it was interesting to see that. I believe the point is clear that staff and security, it, it sucks right now. I feel like it's just... So a lot of people will get hyped up. It's like when festival tickets come out, everybody, the the festival sells out so fast, whatever. But then the last two weeks, you see a bunch of people that are selling their tickets. This came up, that came up. So that happens with with the staffing issue as well. So they plan ahead of time and then they have a significant amount of people that drop out and they don't overextend themselves to staff with this in mind. One, because if they were overstaffed, you know what I mean? That would be an issue on their end, whatever. And and it's like the overhead really isn't that much compared to general safety of, you know, concert goers and, and patrons and people that are out here. I would rather have too many people asking me if I was okay than not have somebody available when I needed them. Someone brought up the topic that maybe there's a shortage in trained like security or medical staff. And I said, that could be true. But if that's the case, like, let's scale back our events. If we're going to go greed to safety, you know, at what point are we going to say, you guys are more accountable and uh, we as customers need to be aware of where we're spending our money and who we want to actually continue to be in business. But when you're coming to what has happened this weekend, where we don't know where we're supposed to go, if we're in trouble, that's an issue. And which is what I'm hearing a lot in the comments is that you need to be responsible for yourself and your friends. Yes, absolutely. And I feel like that has been lost. I've seen it from, and I don't want to name drop any creators right now because I don't want to bring them into this if they don't want to be into this. I will talk to them and and see if they, you know, because this is going to be an ongoing conversation. This is only the beginning of what needs to happen for us to have a safe festival season this year. But Plur has not been Plurring for the past couple of years. And they've added this other R that I don't know about, but it makes sense for responsibility. And it 
it's real. You need to be responsible for yourself. We all paid $400, $500. We all traveled here. Do I still love you as a person? Yes. Did I just meet you as a person? Maybe. All your problems are not my problems. I cannot be responsible for you. I need you to have a little bit of self-awareness, but I will not let you fall by the wayside. Goodness forbid if something happened because we did all come here for the same purpose. Yeah, I 100% agree. Like, of course, we all need to be responsible for ourselves and, and the people in our group, but we didn't pay to be babysitters. We paid to like turn up and let loose and feel free for two days of our fucking life. And we paid a lot of fucking money and there's staff and security. So I get it. Yes, we need to take responsibility. We need to use safe. We need to test our shit, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard it over and over and over again. But it's time to hear from these companies and hopefully hear a plan of action and some accountability because we didn't choose this venue. We weren't like, hey, yeah. all 30,000 of us, let's go camp at fucking Oki and maybe there's a watering hole. No, this was <laughs> suggested like, hey, we're having this event buy a ticket and come here. A few things have happened. The statement has come out. I want to talk about that. Oh and, my gosh. and Grizz made a statement. I want to, before we talk about Grizz, I do want to get to the Oki statement. I feel like it's a blanket statement because they knew that this was coming up very fast and it was gaining a lot of traction. The last part of the statement says, let's not worry about this moment, but the safety and the fact that we have each other. And to me, that sounds like Let's not talk about this anymore because it's not that big of a deal and kind of pushing it off. One, I feel like making a statement right now, especially the way that that statement was made was very inappropriate. It could have been curated way better that to say that not only are we working with authorities, which sounded so weird to me, we're working with authorities to find out the actual details of what's going on. There's eyewitnesses to what was actually going on and they have already put their story out there. The authorities don't, need to be involved with what's going on whatsoever when it comes to what did we do wrong? What could we have done better? Why was there not fences around these places to swim when we knew that these were not appropriate places to be at? When I was at Tomorrow World, when I was working with IDT and they had Tomorrow World back in Georgia, it, there was signs that says your wristband will be cut if you get in this water. Was there a fence? No. I think one or two people got in the water and they were immediately ejected. I saw somebody getting carried out dripping wet. But people knew better. It's having a, a sense of what's going on when people were there. If you're not supposed to be in the water and this is going to be a liability, that's a lawsuit at hand. Why are we not just nipping that in the bud with a $200 fence? If they cross the fence, then that's on them because they had to go out of their way to make sure that they got into this place. I feel like it, there was no real sympathy in this apology and that it was for PR with whoever's running Oki's PR, whether it is with Insomniac or it's Oki or Springwater or Spring Life or whatever by themselves, terrible, absolutely terrible. I would, I, I'll come be your PR agent. That was not appropriate. But it's like, what are we going to do better? What, where is our solution? What are we even thinking of? Even if it's not something that we have in line, most PR companies just, and I don't, I hate saying this out loud, but like you can put this in there, just lie to people. Just say that we're coming up with a solution. Just say we have people working on this. Give someone a peace of mind that this will never happen again, even if it takes 
five, six, seven months, even if you're still coming up with it a month before Oki happens next year, because Oki's not going to stop because of this. EDC Vegas doesn't stop when people die there every single year. None of these festivals, people die at all these festivals. None of that is going to stop them. But what we need is one awareness to that. These, this is a possibility of happening because there's a lot of people that don't know that people die at these festivals and whether or not it's drug overdose or dehydration, overheating, maybe they had an illness that, that was onset for themselves. It's like they say at the airport, if you see something, say something. Sex trafficking is a big thing. When I was at ACL, Austin City Limits, I saw this 14-year-old girl talking to this 50-year-old guy about, oh, who do you know out in South Beach? And he's like, oh, like, and I went to somebody and I was like, I don't think these two people should be talking. And then I like watch from the corner of my eyes, security go and be like, hey, like, do you know these people? Like, and she was like, no, because when I sat between them, they looked at me and they were like, can you not be here? Like if like stuff, like something weird was going on and I wasn't even on anything. And I was like, this is not supposed to happen. So many people and it's so hard to micromanage every single little thing that's happening, but to have the available resources and know where they are. Like I, I went and asked every security and they were like, go to the security, go to the security. And people were directing me, headed security for that area came over to me and was like, who is it? What is it? And I said, hey, this is what I think is happening. And then he stood back and dealt with it appropriately to watch it for a little bit before going in and kind of just being casual about what was going on. So you really never know what's going on. But I feel like that, I feel like the way that Oki handled this situation, one, it's a little bit too early. They could have waited a couple more days. And two, it's just like, just say something a little bit more endearing about the situation. Like, oh, we know this happened, but take care of each other. Like, no, like, we're starting to take preventative measures to make sure that this never happens again because we care about you guys. Not that you guys care about each other, but we care about you guys too. The line about like, we're cooperating with the authorities fucking like, I was reeling. Like I've been so heated about this whole thing from the jump. And even the week before when I went to Skyline Festival in LA, I got a hundred thousand views and like the craziest comments for me just pointing out shit that was not safe because people were getting hurt. There's no EMTs and their, their comms went out. They could not communicate with one another. I put a fucking Lady Gaga rain on me because there's a fucking rain mud fest as the song. And I put the audacity of insomniac to actually throw this event. Like the craziest comments came from this shit. And, and now I woke up on Monday and I had people tagging me like, what happened at Oki? What's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I guess I'm the fucking like reporter but here we go like I had no intention of complaining or doing any of this shit and now here we are a week later it's on I us though it's our responsibility yeah the the water didn't make them drowned is what yeah it, it's all so much <laughs> right uh, insomniac doesn't control the weather is my like biggest feedback I got I'm like oh oh really <laughs> I'm like what in my post I was like things I learned this week like, insomniac doesn't control the weather like I don't know I it's so crazy stupid. I thought and they did though yeah, I know I I'm they like they they control everything oh, else a, like what's yeah like, I thought they were part of that government system that like sends like rays into space and right. then it like, like blows up the pressure and then like, you can make it like rain in like specific places. <laughs> yeah, the comments, the comments are insane. And this is what I was fucking talking about. And the last thing I want to do is put anything else bad out about our community that already has this fuck stigma of drugs, overdose, oh death. This is the last fucking thing I'm trying to do. 
So it's extremely frustrating, but we've gotten to the point where like their negligence or just lack of organization or staffing has resulted in a death. I don't care what the toxicology report comes out. My stance isn't changing because yeah. I firmly believe if that body of water was not there, this gentleman would have not drowned, right? Like, doesn't that make sense? I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing too, that I absolutely hate about this is if insomniac does come out, if Oki comes out with a statement or something like that, it creates this sense of liability and puts them in a vulnerable spot to be targeted by other things like politicians back, back in the early 2000s. And they were trying to get raves shut down, underground raves shut down all over the country. And I'm sure Insomniac was feeling some of that pressure when that was going on and they were aware of that thing happening. For us to have our freedom to go out and dance and express ourselves and everything, that's what this is really about. But if they're going to demonize this with drug use and everything else, well, what are people doing at regular clubs? They're going out and, and doing drugs. And they're in an environment where they go and get in cars and then go drive. You know, like alcohol is the worst of drugs more than acid, you know, Molly. Look at country concerts. Like how are those not with a bad stigma? Fights, people being belligerent, DUIs, like all of the shit. Drinking was very fucking prevalent. No one ever like was rolling or smoked a joint or, or took some acid and was like aggressive or like, I'm going to fucking kill you. I mean, maybe. Like, I mean, yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Was their shit pure? Like what was the environment? Like whatever. Like, well, people see that and stop that is the other thing about that. If somebody's getting getting riled up people will intervene when somebody's getting into a fight or flight mode in their acid trip in their cocaine binge in their alcoholism people are trained to combat fight or flight what regular people are not trained to combat is overdose what people are not regularly trained to combat is having a reaction to drugs that isn't them reacting to people which is a medical emergency which is what we are talking about more now that we need help with and we need more awareness of and, and need to figure out how do we create more of a safe space? Because one conversation that somebody was trying to have with me on my comment section in my meme was, well, why don't you just not do drugs or get it tested? Oh, okay. Well, if you don't like abortion, why don't you just not have sex? Because you might have a baby. And if you don't want it, what are you going to have to do? It's causality, but at the same time, abstinence is not the answer. People are still going to do what they want to do, but that's what we need for everybody is what can we do and where can you go and where, what is the action that can happen to, to make sure that things are safe and that I'm not causing a bad experience for somebody else after the fact, knowing that I'm in this situation. There's the two sides, us as a community and what we can do. And as we're sitting here talking, we are the most caring community. If you go to a rap festival, look at Rolling Loud. Look at Rolling oh Loud. Oh my gosh. Look the at videos Loud. from Rolling Loud this weekend were crazy. We would never. I mean, maybe we would. The majority is like, we wouldn't. We are the most caring, loving, respectful community. At least we were. We've been seeing a lot of changes in that whole nother conversation, but it to be pinned on us and things that we can do, like, sure, sure. Yes, we hear you. We understand. But on a community level, like we are very responsible and respectful to one another most of the time. Grizz, his six minute video, I was getting a little mad towards the beginning of it because he's like, as a community and like as individuals, these are like 10 things you can do to make sure you and your group are safe. And he yeah. addressed the venue and as an artist, what an artist can do. 
can these big festivals do better? And, and I think yes, right? Like we're both in this industry and we, we, we may look at things differently than just a normal person attending, the layout, the logistics, if something is safe or not, or how many med tents there are, or accessibility to water. And that's what I called out last weekend. What are we going to see? What do we actually want? What is realistic to keep a safe environment for us? I feel like one of the messages that Grizz was saying is that we kind of have to work together in making sure that moving forward things are happening because with him, he has this program that is available at his shows like Space Camp and stuff like that, where if you need medical attention, if you even feel uncomfortable, whether it be essay or something like that, you're able to go and have a safe space outside and they make it known coming into the festival. And that's something that I was talking about earlier is while we market the festival, let's market this as well. Let's market that this is a safe space. Let's market that you can come party, but here are the places that you could go. I would even think about introducing areas people can go just to relax and just to do things. What I like at a festival is I can go and rage at a stage, but when I want to chill out and calm down, I don't want to just sit on the hill. I don't want to just be out in the crowd. I want to go somewhere where it's curated to be a nice, calm environment and having it be run by people, maybe like ground control or maybe that are part of the festival that are going around to people in that specific area to be like, hey, do you need water or something like that? That I feel would be more accessible and more chill. One, because they're surrounded by other people who are in the same state of mind, which makes you more comfortable already. And then two, knowing that if you do get to the point where you need help, because I don't know if you've ever been in this situation, but I've been coming up really hard and I knew that a trip was coming on and I got to an area and then I thought I was good. And then I ended up not being okay and needed extra help. I don't want to be out in the field and then have to walk halfway across the festival again to get to somebody that needs help. I'd rather be in that situation that one already called me down or two would have already had access to something like that. I think that this is a further conversation and there needs to be an initiative that is brought to every festival, whether it be EDM festival or even something like Hangout or Bonnaroo, Soul Fest, like whatever, all these other festivals that are going on. Molly and stuff like that is not exclusive to electronic music. Like not to out my sister, but she, she doesn't listen to electronic music. You know what I mean? Our bigger issue at hand, and I feel like the point of Grizz's video was we all need to come together, one, as promoters, festival people, and as patrons and, and people that are attending to have a solution of what's going on. I feel like the way that he was doing his thing was good. We just needed on a broader spectrum. I was expecting maybe some more artists to, to kind of step up after Grizz put out his video you don't want to be the first one to do that. But once someone else does, you kind of look like an asshole if you didn't. So yeah. maybe his video will come back up and we'll kind of see that chain reaction. But these artists do have a responsibility on some level of having these fans and having a platform, being able to speak out or like what you were describing with Grizz, how he provides that for his fans at his shows. I think that's fucking dope. To be honest, like, I've never listened to Grizz. I'm not, it's not my, it's not my thing. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm very like UK based garage and he has drum and bass dubstep, but like OG dubstep. A lot of artists are not my thing right now uh, as far as like that genre. Um, but I gained a lot of respect for him and gave him a follow. And I, I would like to go to one of his events just from hearing what he came out and said. Maybe some other artists will speak out. I really struggle with, am I doing the right thing? 
for our community. This shit sucks, like, like bad. Girl, I was just interviewing. She said something and it, it hit me. She was like, you're speaking out and saying the things that need to be said because you give a fuck. And I was like, you're, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, we also have a voice. Look at your following. Look at my following. Look at the people that we know. We have a voice. When you do, like, and I feel like that's another reason why Grace spoke out is because you have a voice. And when you have a voice, you're expected to make a statement, expected to take care of your community, be a part of it. The reason that I feel like, and I don't know this, so don't quote me on this, but that I feel like this video was deleted because it was a breach of contract. These artists signed these contracts with these major festivals and goodness forbid something happens. But if something bad happens, they can't speak negatively about the festival, especially because they're getting paid by them and under contract, which makes sense. And that's the only reason I can really see that his video was taken down because he wasn't saying stop Oki. He wasn't saying boycott Insomniac. He wasn't saying all these festivals, blah, 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 whatever. He was just saying, we need to do better. And that's what needs to happen. He addressed what happened. He addressed that this is a tragedy that need to be more accountable and that the people that put this on need to be more accountable. But that's what we need to hear. And that's what we need to do for ourselves. I run a Discord and it is not <laughs> it is not House of Fleur. It's called Let's Vibe. We talk about music and vibes. We do classes every week. We do candy class. We do sign language. We do harm reduction. Ask me anything sessions. If you're going to a big festival or first time go, going to a rave, what questions do you have? How can we help you? Very educational, very welcoming to new ravers. I'm okay with House of Fleur putting out like positive, good stuff. But uh, cool. Like they have a huge Discord. They have like 14,000 people, right? I started eight weeks yeah. ago. I have almost 500 and it's growing every fucking day and it's wild and it's so fun their message of we need to teach these new ravers coming in and it's our responsibility to do that i am backed behind that a hundred percent it's the other influencers that have a huge following that literally make no fucking reasonable statement and make a joke of our community and glamorize drug use what is the message that we're putting out is what we can ask ourselves. I've just been asking people, what would you like to see? Are you still going to Insomniac events? What will make you comfortable? I've been public with where I stand. The statement they put out today is definitely not enough. That's not checked off my list. So minimum. And you can see how they, they skirted around like anything that would make them liable, which like it's a company, right? Yeah. That's what they're going to do. It just didn't feel genuine. Didn't feel good. Didn't make me feel okay to go like buy tickets through Insomniac. It's not that it's an Insomniac thing, but it's an everybody thing that's going on. I want to see more accountability moving ahead. I want to see working with creators. I want to see working with people in our scene, like you, me, House of Blur, you know, Jan, Courtney, Jamie, all these people, like Tatum. I want to see more hands-on of what we can do to, and get ideas from these, because we're more of festival attendees than we are people putting on the festival. And as much as Insomniac and other companies are working to make a better place for themselves, they're only getting ideas from people that are working there. They're not getting ideas from people that are full on attending and have nothing to do if the sound goes out, that have nothing to do if the ticket scanners stop working. You know what I mean? Like these things don't even exist. There was one year at Lost Lands where the ticket scanner stopped working and I was working the ticket scanner 
And people would come in and I'd be like, hey, come here. Boop. And they'd be like, are you serious? And I'd be like, yeah, it don't work. That's so dope. Yeah. Like, that's dope. Like, I, I would be down. Because I'd call my friends and be like, hey, like, come through. Look for the guy <laughs> in the white shirt. Now. Like, yeah. this is the time. Um, <laughs> like, that's dope. Like, I'm all about that. And like, lack security, right? Like, don't check my shit. People are going to bring in substances. That's not going to kill me. If people bring in weapons, that's going to kill me or hurt me in some way. Just kind of refresh that, right? Like maybe use a wand or like there's there's both sides. I'm hearing that people are getting like aggressively searched. Yeah. And then people who are so, not getting searched at all. So the way that security works is security works through a temp service. And when they staff these big events, they're looking for anybody that comes and they give them a general overview orientation. And of course, drugs are prohibited. Because if there was a fucking sign that says we're allowing drugs, then we have a whole political issue of why are we having safe spaces for people to go do drugs? We need to have a more hands-on approach with these temp agencies of what we're expecting from them when it comes to this lack security of somebody's got some weed on them. Somebody's got some mushrooms. You know what I mean? Is 20 pills too much? Yes. You know what I mean? If somebody's got a handful of, of ecstasy pills, no. I'm taking that. Sorry. Does somebody have a nitrous tank hidden in their backpack? We're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? Throw it over the fence or something. I didn't say that. Anyways, bury it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, a lot of what happens with security is out of their hands. And that's another liability thing that they put off onto another company is because they hired the security. So if anything happens with security, that security does anything. The company is not liable because that is the hired security. It's their responsibility to take care of their employees, who are mostly trans. Like the first year of Lost Lands, people were aggressively ripping apart and actually destroying property of people that were coming into the campgrounds. And that was taken care of. The Jeff has Jeff has been on top of water issues. He's been on top of security issues. He's been on top of drug issues. Jeff and, and Excision's team, 10 out of 10 shout out. And not to boost everybody's ego that was saying that in my comments that we don't have this problem at Lost Lands. But, <laughs> but he has done a fantastic job. Him and his team has done a fantastic job. And shout out to them to making sure that when there is a problem, that all resources available are set forth and put to that problem. And he's it, we're coming in our sixth year of Lost Lands this year. And it's only been getting better. Insomniac has been around wide awake since 1993. We should know better. We should know better. Why are we letting these smaller festivals show us up? Has it gotten so big that they just can't manage it, right? It feels like a strong disconnect between management or, or Pesquale. Skyline weekend, there was four Insomniac events. There was Wasteland, there was EDC Mexico, Skyline, and something else. And it's like, guys, like, just like scale back a bit and like, let's like right. manage it. Like you have too many kids to babysit, like just fucking refocus. Look at EDC when it switched from LA to Vegas, the, the 15 year old girl overdose, they moved to Vegas that year. So 2011, I was there. Somebody who attended the festival jumped out a hotel room window and committed suicide. So Ooh. after that there, and it was in June, like June 13th, like so fucking hot in Vegas so on the hot. speedway. They came out and they, they said, these are the changes that we're going to make. So now you have to be 18 and up to go, which seems pretty reasonable. And yeah, but people have fakes. It's LA. Oh, fuck. I, oh, it's I've been LA, kicked out of Vegas. so many bars by the time I was like 18. I was like, they like printed my picture out from like 
Facebook <laughs> and put it on the door of this bar and was like, do not let this person in by the time I was 18. Like, yes, totally. So, so they moved the age from 16 to 18 and that's a good change. And they provided free water stations before that you were paying five to like $15 for water. And for even, Dasani. yeah, even at that change, you had to buy the Insomniac brand, like Hydro Flask, but this is before that brand, whatever. They're like water bottle. They're aluminum water yeah. bottle. You had to buy that, which is like 20 bucks. It's like, all right, fuck, like, I guess. So now like they are filling up like the Hydro backpacks and other water bottles and like more free water. But maybe it's like with this incident, we see another change like that. If it's a change like that, I feel more comfortable. It's a big yeah. change. But it's not, it's not like a huge change. Like they're just adding in more safety measures. So maybe like something like that. Or what if they like standardize, like if you go to an event in California or EDC Mexico or Croatia, wherever, it's an insomniac event, you know, they have these standards and everything's going to be in place, no matter like what state, country or county. Don't go off their guidelines, go off the insomniac brand like standard is really something they could yeah. do across the board. I know it's not financially like reasonable if one county doesn't require you to have X amount of whatever. Like, why would you do that if it's yeah. not needed? But when you buy into a brand, it's like you expect a consistent quality. It definitely does not seem consistent. I just want to feel taken care of. I go VIP, so I have a place to sit down. I have an easy time getting in and out. Like I can get to the stage whatever the case is, like, I don't mind paying the extra money because I know I'm going to be taken care of. But everyone, even in GA is spending hundreds of dollars. And like, the minimum is just keeping people safe. The yeah. minimum. And that's where people are overheating the most. That's where a lot of the mosh pits are happening. That's where a lot of people need a place to escape from is in GA. And I feel like it wouldn't be that much of an extension of these festivals to provide that safe space that I was talking about, like a, a trip area. When I'm at a festival, I want something else to do besides go to the stage. I want something else to do besides go eat. You know what I mean? Or go sit on this hill. like Or a carnival ride. A carnival yeah. ride. Like, no, no dude. What, like, I've <laughs> never gone on a ride. I've gone on a ride once at EDC Vegas, like, the one that goes up and down. But, like, bro, like, I'm not going on a fucking spin around thing. Like, absolutely fucking not. Wait in line for, like, an hour and a half, two hours. Electric Forest was amazing for me. I found out that my dog had passed away while I was very deep into a trip and it sent me, but there were so many places for me to go that were a tree house or the piano area or, or wherever, you know what I mean? Just provide something else. Like maybe like a little art installation where people sit down, you know what I mean? The smallest thing can change somebody's mood and change somebody's vibe. And, and if there's other people that are making sure that people aren't abusing that area like um and have those people in that area knowing that that's where people go to chill out and stuff like that that would make so much more of a difference i don't want to sit here and be like you guys are the problem or we're the problem or we need to figure out something i'd rather just come here and shoot off ideas and be like what solutions can we do or, or what makes sense right now me and you are just trying to come up with something uh, you know we don't run neither of us run festivals but goodness forbid our experience between the two of us alone we could figure out something for everybody else to do I don't really feel like any of the suggestions that we've came up with or what I've heard from other people are are that unreasonable right 
me asking, like, just scale it back. If you don't have people to man the event, maybe that is asking a lot, putting up a chill area and I'll have to check on it. But I feel like there was an area like that at one of the events last year out here for Insomniac. I know they are having an overdose. I think that they have like a testing area too. But when I was there, I didn't see it. That's what I was saying earlier is let's promote that more. Let's make it more aware. Bro, everybody knows the whole festival's happening. You want to do a, you want to put out a map? Let's put out the main key points on the map. Let's walk us through what this is going to look like when we get there. Let's have a, like a studio set up. I mean, they did the Ravathon. I know you got studio space over there, Pasquale. You know what I mean? Have a mock set up of what it's going to look like when we get there so that when somebody is out of their mind, it triggers them in their headspace of what it looks like. So when it happens again, it's like a recall rather than they don't know where they are. Because I feel like that's another issue that's going to happen too, is these people are going to be like, oh, I don't want to go to the Mets event because they're going to think this, that, whatever, and be uncomfortable. It's just another part of the solution that we can do to make people feel more safe. I have a member in my Discord. Their username is Cold Pizza. So shout out Cold Pizza. Love you very much. They are- Shout out Cold uh, Pizza. Yeah, they are autistic and they gave a talk last week about their experience and how it is for them going to a festival. And- his biggest thing is he really wants to like travel and he's in Ohio, so he's going to Los Angeles, but he wants to travel out and, and go to different events and different venues. And his biggest hang up on that is he doesn't know what the venue looks like when you're not familiar with, with something, it can be just add that extra level of like you feeling unsafe. So I really like that, that suggestion you just brought up of like a virtual walkthrough or like, Hey, like this is what this might look like or sound like I was looking at the Oki FAQs and like description it said like the the grounds have paved roads and grass that was it Sick. yeah yeah <laughs> and then I heard the grounds had uh the grass had like three holes in it but yeah I also have this pulled up from yesterday but it says like um Okeechobee Beach is a stage near a beach Fans and festival friends can relax in the water, tan at the beach, and feel the music. When you're ready to get out of the sun, there's shade that stretches over the crowd in front of the stage. Are they promoting the water? Like, yes. No, there's... I didn't hear water once. I didn't hear get in the water, put your toes in the, you know, dip your toe in. There's people in the water. On all their socials, there's people in the water. So even if they didn't come out and they're like, oh, yeah, like this, like you're implying that. I don't know. So, like, I saw them in the water for, like, last year. Like, I saw the Of the Tree set, um, and people were, you know, in the water. They weren't too deep, but that was also during the day. It was also broad daylight. There's a, so many people there because Aquachobi doesn't go until 4 or 5 in the morning. You know what I mean? So there's not going to be a crowd of people if somebody wanders in there, if somebody needs help, if something's going on. There's also children and allowed at, at Oki. I saw that. I saw some kids there. I saw that yeah. on somebody, I think, I think Kala, Kayla's vlog of uh, Okeechobee, somebody, some child got their first candy, but, uh, but yeah, no children there too. You, what if, what if that had happened to a child, this would be a completely different conversation. Yeah. And, and to your point earlier of like, if there was a barricade or a fence and people went over that and went swimming, we wouldn't be talking right now. Right. Like there's a right. big difference between like Yes, that would be like a personal responsibility. But here's like the gray area of like, what could the festival have done to prevent that? There's a lot of new people in the scene. And I feel like there's been a lot of need for an escape, especially after the pandemic happened. 
and that's okay. Our community is so welcoming and we will never tell you that you are not allowed to be here. It's one of Insomniac's main things that they put up. Everyone is welcome here. And that's the culture that we want to provide for everyone. Now, when people do come here, this isn't just a, a party thing for most of us. This is a spiritual experience. And I actually um, had a sit down with a gentleman named Mateo Flows here in Austin. And he does breath work. He does other things along those lines. But what he was saying is festivals are a transformative experience. And for a lot of people, they are. Whether you are on drugs or not, the music changes you. The community changes you. The relationships that you make, the friendships that you make, the the conversations that you have, because what you do is you set yourself in this world that is no longer the world that you live in. And this world for three, four, five days, whatever it may be, becomes your reality and you are engulfed in it and nothing else exists. The world could end while you're at Electric Forest and you would have no idea until you guys had to leave and you'd be like, why is everything on fire? <laughs> what we're not doing is when we meet these people, they're like, yeah, we're here to have fun, but are we instilling our values into them? Are we making sure that what's going on, why they came here was for a legitimate reason? And it's not it's not to belittle these people that, you know, hey, you can't come here and party, but why why don't you take a second to appreciate the time that people put to set this up, the what it took to make this experience happen not only for you but the thousands of other people that are here it's really easy to get caught up in the moment when you're just trying to let yourself go and have this sense of freedom and the moment is happening all around you i feel like that's when you really fall in love with plur is when you see that we all did come here together that we are all the community that you know you didn't just come here with your group you came here with all 20 30 40,000 of us it's our responsibility to make sure that, hey, it's not just partying. It's not just fist bumping. It's not just hooking up. It's not just, it's about being there for each other. It's about knowing that we all go through trials and tribulations in life, but this is the one place that we can be our true selves and not have to worry about any of that. That's where I feel like we have the responsibility to be there for one another. Like, Am I going to sit there and babysit you because you took too much? No, because I told you not to. But <laughs> but at the same time, I will be there to, you know, I can only be there so much, but I will be there and I will hold your hand through what's going on. Tough love is still love, but some people don't learn the same way that others do. And you can tell someone to do something the right way a hundred times and they won't listen until they do it and fuck up and then go, oh shit, you were right. And then at that point, I don't want to sit there and be like, I told you so. I want to be like, welcome fucking back. The origins of Plur, right? It, it was Plum. It was the peace, love, unity movement. So once it became a movement, it became Plur. So do we need to like go back to that? Like, is this like, do we need a movement again? Because we are, like you said, losing touch with people who are newer. Are people that are doing the influencing, are they in the values of what has gotten this community as far as it's gotten? Or do we need to like resurface the movement, the plum movement? And I really hope we don't like start saying plum because like- <laughs> No, I don't want can that. Can we not? Like, can we not, right? Um, 
I don't know what the solution is other than like me being an example. I have my Discord group and my platform and uh, inside and outside of festivals, right? Like just acting on that and those values. The like Ravers Manifesto. A lot of people haven't read that. So I, I talk about that and I say, hey, like these are the values of the people who started this and where Plur came from and like stick to those. And we're coming from a place of love with things that we do. Maybe the scene can be continued on. I understand that and I do that, but it becomes a time where like, I will still fight you. I don't want to be in a position where it is like that, but it is the reality. I have had a lot of people get like aggressive and, and super rude. And that's just not like the environment that I came into back in my day. Cause apparently yeah. like I'm old, I'm too old to rave. I got told that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm too well, old I'm to rave. So. Yeah. I'm too old to rave. And I'm lame and I, I need to shut up and I'm whining and I'm bitching and no one wants me there anyways. So, well, you live in Los Angeles, so that, that, that's terrible. <laughs> so, no, like this was in TikTok land. Oh, well, no, then 10 out of 10, that's, I can, I can see that happening. Oh, a thousand percent. But it's the, yeah. it, they're like, oh, you like, you're not a real raver, but then they're telling me like, I'm a piece of shit in the comments. It's like, bro, right. like, where, what? Yeah, like, it's that's so cute. plur of you. Yeah. I know, it's like you're giving, yeah, you're giving plur. Um, I feel like we're just, I feel like the community's growing faster than we can control. Where it's growing faster than that we can make sure that, that these people know what's what. Because we are just seen as a party culture. We are just seen as a party movement. And it's not just frat frat sorority people. It's It's all cultures coming in from, everywhere just trying to have a good time but we need to promote and instill our culture more and make make it more known um what's acceptable what's not like like i said earlier when fights and stuff happen there's people there to stop that shit nip that in the bud right away there's deeper issues at hand why are you fighting you know what's going on and when you're camping with somebody and they you find out that they just came back and from being in a fight and stuff like that I'm not going to say it's your responsibility to go over there and kind of, you know, talk to them, like give them a therapy session. But like at the same time, having one conversation with somebody that, you know, really needs a friend that they didn't expect to have a uh, unbiased conversation from will change their entire life. And that's what it means to go to a festival. And that's what it means to experience blur. And that's what it means to be a part of this community. This is a movement and it, it, we, it, it needs to happen again because we're growing too fast. We've got All too right. many people trying to come in. Plum it is. Plum no. life. <laughs> no. Plum, plum life. We're in the plum I life. I mean, I love the color purple, but. <laughs> the responsibility is on both of us. Cliff notes and the point of everything that we're talking about. This responsibility is on both of us. Not only as the patrons, but on the people that are putting the festivals together. And we need to work together. There needs to be more insight from the people that attend these festivals to say what we need than just the people that work there because the eyes and ears are the people that are on the grounds at all times. Is there need to be more accountability for everybody in the, in the scene? Self-accountability? Yes. But at the same time, if we're not watching out for our brothers and sisters who are out here doing the things that they're doing, if we're not always, you know, checking on them and, and making sure that people are okay, like, okay, like, Somebody was saying something like, oh, don't go out and just do these things and then don't go do drugs and don't go to festivals. What about all these people that go by themselves? You know what I mean? Is that to say that they're not in a safe space anymore? Absolutely not. 
abstinence is never going to be the answer when it comes to this because this is such a life-changing thing, a transformative thing that happens with music, with these festivals, with the community, that I would never, ever want to tell somebody that they just need to stop. As much as what's going on in their lives, as much as what's, you know, things that are holding them back, maybe there's some priorities that you need to get straight in your life. I will never stray away from this community because it is so full of love and it has helped me through my darkest times. It's helped me through my brightest times. And I would want this for anybody more than anything. My challenge to these companies like Insomniac, we as a community need to do better from the top to the bottom, from the, from the CEO to the person buying tickets, to the vendors, to everybody. We need to do better. Really praying to like the rave gods or like the base gods or whatever you believe in. Like, please like come <laughs> out, come out with a statement and like some changes so I can go to fucking beyond in two weeks, uh, which is up the street from me where all my friends from my discord <laughs> are showing up. And like, I have like a brand of like, I need to, like, this is my shit. If I'm not going to festivals, like who the fuck am I? Like, what am I doing? Like, why am right. I even talking about it? Like, I need to be there. I want to be there. I want to go to hard summer. So I'm like, please, like, just do something like uh, on a selfish level, right? Like, please, yeah. so I can go. Um, <laughs> but like, furthermore, like, it really needs to be done. Like if that takes five months or a year or more people speaking out or more people fucking dying, like I hope that's not the fucking case, but I don't think we're asking for too much. Yeah, I mean, even if it takes baby steps and you know, shout out Lost Lands OGs, they know baby steps. Thanks for having me. Look forward to talking to you again. Right on, I appreciate your time. Thank you for listening to the Let's Vibe podcast. You can connect with Let's Vibe on all social platforms. To further support Let's Vibe, please share this podcast with friends or leave a review. For more information, join our Discord group or visit our website at letsvibemusic.com. Until next time, sending you love and vibes.